Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, the most festive of Hanukkahs and Kwanzaas to everybody. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We are recording this before the Slammy Awards. Um, I don't know if we officially named it yet, guys. Should we call this the Goldie Awards? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, welcome to the 2015 Goldie Awards uh, on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast here. This is Aaron. We're here with everybody except Dr. M because he's off doing doctor stuff and he wasn't available today. Um, but we have the whole crew here. We're going to start with our uh, special correspondent from the uh, the interstate in Maryland. We have Mr. D. Wayne in the car. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Ready, ready for these awards to be handed out. All right, good man. And he's gonna. Um, you'll you'll hear D. Wayne's car kind of cut in and out. He's agreed to mute when he's not speaking, just for the quality of audio and such. Um, we are very glad to have him. He has his own award he's going to present kind of midway through the episode today. We also have Mr. Two Chains in the house. Your Carolina Panthers are going to try and go, what is it, 14-0 and today? Sir, happy holidays, everybody, and keep pounding. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Mr. Silly Sellis. How are you? Good, sir, and happy holidays to everybody. Let's get these awards going. I'm ready. And your 49ers are, are not trying to go undefeated today. <laughs> but, but you know what our record is? Our record is 4-9 for the 49ers, so go figure. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so we'll go ahead and get started. We have all the awards written out here. We're just going to kind of fire off. We've got some really silly ones, and then we'll cap it off with kind of the big ones that you're used to. On most lists, um, we have agreed that um, although we might focus on WWE mainly here, just because they are the biggest show in town, it is not out of the question to present an award to somebody from another company or another territory. So it's a very open interpretation, and we'll each just kind of name off who we would give the award to. There's not like a definitive winner or anything necessarily, but there's some that I'm sure will be unanimous on, and then there's some that we won't. We're going to start things off with a bang here. Uh, stick man of the year, meaning anyone who's not a commentator um, who did the best mic work of the year. We'll go around the horn, just kind of say who you pick and why. Um, I'm going to say Paul Heyman, just for the promos for Brock. I don't think Brock works as well without Paul Heyman. We saw that when he made his return to the company after WrestleMania 28. Um, so my pick is Paul Heyman. What about you, Dwayne? That's a very good pick. Um... I'm going to go with something that y'all probably won't think of. I'm going with the whole group, The New Day. Great promos, hilarious entertainment. They keep the crowd going. I like them as far as their, their work as a group. And the power of positivity to boot. What about you two, James? I'm definitely going with Paul Heyman. He was yeah. definitely the best thing happening on TV. And every week he was just wondering what and how he's going to elevate his promo from week to week. I hope we see them. I know people will probably hear this after Raw. Um, I hope we see them at the Slammies. I know that they're kind of rumored to be there at this point. So, um, Speaking of Raw, real quick, I think we're going to get the WrestleMania 33 announcement in Minneapolis on, uh, on Monday Night Raw, so that's kind of cool, too. Uh, Mr. Silly Sellers, Paul Heyman or New Day? No, actually, I'm going a, a different route. I'm going Seth Rollins. Uh, the reason why is because he proved to us week in and week out with his promos why he's going to be a heel or a top heel during the year and why he's proven to himself that it was a good choice for him to be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I know when he got it at WrestleMania, people's like, okay, Seth got it now, but his mic work, in my opinion, just proved to me and convinced me why he was the top heel at the time and a good WWE Champion. So that's why I'm gonna go Seth Rollins. Oh, right on. Uh, we'll, we'll switch gears to kind of the exception to that award, the commentator of the year. We'll start with, we'll go backwards, Mr. Silly Sellis. 
you know, I'm going to go a different way with this. Um, I'm going to say Corey Graves. As you look at Corey Graves, as he did some of the pre-show uh, work and, and some of the NXT work that he's done, I think he's really got comfortable in his role and has gotten very good in it. Fortunately, his wrestling career had to end early, but I think he has a real top-notch. I, I, I think in the next one year or two, I hope he gets on Raw to be one of the head commentators. So I really like Corey Graves and how he speaks. It, it, it really trues, truly brings a sport atmosphere you know, into the mic work of uh, wrestling. Two teams. Oh, there's no question that I've been a fan of Titus O'Neil <laughs> on commentary each and every time he was there. I knew you were there, was no, there was no question that they was aware of that because every week they had him out there. He's he's great. So that that's definitely my pick. Oh, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> D-Wayne. He's going to say Michael Cole. Why? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to agree with Silly Sellers and Corey Graves. Um, he has a certain passion that a lot of people on commentary just don't have. You can tell by the way he talks and speaks. Yeah, and, and maybe to a certain extent, he is not a victim like Michael Cole and the Raw crew are of being force-fed a lot of lines and things that they have to say or a lot of things they have to get over with the, with the TV audience. But I'm also going to say Corey Graves, but I'm going to give a special second place consolation prize to Steve Carino because whenever I'm able to watch um, Ring of Honor, he is entertaining, especially during Young Bucks matches whenever he yells, you know, super kick or during a Cole match when he yells Cole. I, I like Steve Carino. And he kind of got, like, dismissed from the announce table on recent ROH. So they have, um, they have Kevin Kelly, and then they have Mr. Wrestling 3, which is Steve Carino in a lucha mask, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, nice. So I'll give him the runner-up. But, yeah, Corey Graves is great um, for all the reasons you guys said. Now we have kind of a, um, a two-part category for Rookie of the Year here. We're going to do um, main roster Rookie of the Year, and then we're going to have later on in the show NXT Wrestler of the Year to keep that separate. So this award's open to anybody who made their main roster debut – during the calendar year, um, I'm going to say Kevin Owens, and I feel like some of you guys are too, and so I'll let you guys just say the reasons why. But um, we'll start with two chains this time. I'm right behind you, Kevin Owens, and I will not give my reason why, but this, um, just to short, because I want to tap into another category we're going to get into. Uh, Kevin Owens took his opportunity and, and has continued to flow with it. And yeah. yes, although we heard rumors of like, oh, he would never be a top tier person. I consider him to be top tier. In each one of his matches, he gets out there and he makes it that way. And I absolutely feel with Seth, with the uh, absence of Seth Rollins that he's definitely the number one heel in the business right now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sheamus is kind of a placeholder in that main event scene right now, but you're you're definitely not wrong there. I, I agree with you. And um, Mr. D Wayne, I know you're not the hugest KO fan, but come on, now, <laughs> KO, right? Not the hugest KO fan, but he does great work, and I have to agree with you all. He is a regular year on the main roster. Good man, good man, Mr. Silly Sellers. Clean sweep, KO. Let's move on. Cool. Um, I don't really have a pick for the next category because it's hard for me to remember these things. I just notice them when I see them because we consume so much wrestling all the time throughout the year. But botch of the year, um, did you guys have anything noteworthy you wanted to throw out for that? I, I do. I do. Go ahead. Uh, you, Go ahead. You first you go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine was going to be Eva Marie when she had hurt Carmella <laughs> on that. Um, 
She cannot wrestle, and then she goes out there and injures one of the top NXT divas out there. And and to me, that's like an almost borderline fire. Um, yeah, that was my botch of the year. Oh, that that is hilarious. You know that this is not my pick, but that made that reminded me of um, Paige and um, what's her name, Cameron. Yes, <laughs> when they was practicing in the uh, developmental center. I was <laughs> yeah. Dog, I was like, get her out of wrestling, right? Oh, you're talking about on Total Divas, yeah. On oh, Total that. Divas, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah, my, my pick here is uh, from NST uh, Brooklyn, TakeOver Brooklyn, when uh, Bailey did that, uh, what do you want to call that, like a... Like a uh, head scissors type a thing. Hair, a hair Carano, so a reverse hair Carano from the corner on Sasha Banks, and she landed right on her head. Yeah. Oh my God! I thought she was done. So, uh, yeah. Mr. D. Wayne, did you have a botch of the year? <laughs> I was gonna go with Billy Dallas. I mean, he was reaching for it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, while you guys were talking, I thought of two botches of the year. I think you guys are gonna appreciate this. You ready? My yep. my first is um, the entire season of Tough Enough. I thought the whole thing was just oh. a botch job. <laughs> yes, good call. Good call. Um, God, and the fact that a, a good chunk of those people are under contract now. I mean, uh, they gave um they gave the winner Josh, the male winner. They gave him a new name. It's like Bronson something. And he's like working NXT live events now. Like for all we know, we might see him down in Dallas at NXT. Yeah. Um, I will be the first to boo that man. And then um, ZZ just every week on Breaking Ground. He needs to be fired uh, now. He's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other botch of the year, I think when we look at a botch, it is um, something that is done on camera that they would otherwise have edited out if it wasn't live. And um, Hulk Hogan sure didn't perform on camera very well this year, folks. So I'm going to say yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. I, and I guess I'm thinking... More of a bump. No, I am too. I was just because I couldn't think of anything else. I would, if I had to pick a bump, it would be that uh, that Eva Marie thing from NXT. That was terrible. Um, I guess we'll move on next. Now, kayfabe moment of the year is kind of like either. I guess we didn't really talk about whether this was going to be like the worst thing that happened in kayfabe, like outside of the kayfabe world, where it was like bad thing out of the ring or like a good thing. But I guess you can kind of go whatever way with it. Um, We'll start with two chains because you kind of came up with the award. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's no question that um, in the era of social media, no one is safe. And I think everybody that we kind of like toured around with nominations all feel victim to social media, um, old stuff being brought back up. And, you know, with that being said, it's been a whole year for Hulk Hogan. Um, yep. Not to go so deep into it, but uh, he had, um, if, if anybody that's not aware, he had some old videos resurfaced of some racist remarks, and in a sense, he kind of made it seem like it was his lifestyle, and then it was okay for him to say what he said, but, you know, he quickly disputed that he was not a racist, but nonetheless, um, he lost a lot of money, he lost a lot of um, friends, um, a lot of backlash that they terminated him immediately is this was a bad year because um just for somebody that you kind of watched growing up um 
you know, your whole life. Just to see him like go down this path and pretty much be wiped out of wrestling history is is is, is bad. Yeah. And he's very emotional about it too, no matter if it was sincere or not. Just to see one of your favorite heroes <laughs> kind of go down that is pretty bad. No, for really? sure. Um, that's mine too for everything you just said. And you guys have anything different? I do. I, um, I do. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, anyway. Um, I feel, like I said, I feel bad for Hulk Hogan, and um, it's just it's just really sad. But um, Seth Rollins and the whole new picture thing. I mean, WWE's PG, the new picture come out, and you know they really had to save from a little bit off that. So yeah, just yeah. Okay, uh, Mr. Salas. Good one. Mine, uh, actually, is going to be Triple H, and it kind of came out recently. If you're ahead of the company, regardless of how bad things are, even though we're right around the corner from WrestleMania season, don't say ever, I don't know how to fix Raw, or oh, I don't know how to fix yeah. my program. And I think that's the worst kayfabe moment, because that kind of showed that even though Triple H is coming up to be the future CEO of the company, that he's not there yet. It's still Vince's company. So in a way, I saw like that was a bad line for him. Even though this past Raw, this past week was very decent as we coming around WrestleMania season, but still, just as a head of a company, you just never say, "I don't know how to fix my content, my program." Yeah. Hey, I, I want to touch on something with, with Triple H with that real quick too. And I don't know what categories you guys want to put this in, but um, on Raw, it, yeah, on Raw where he took that when he takes that brutal beating from yeah. um uh. I'm about to say Seth Rollins. Ronan Reigns, and, you know, they're saying how bad his injury is, blah, blah, blah. But then uh, two days later, you are opening up your NXT pay-per-view, looking pretty healthy to me, if, if I may say. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, so you're saying you don't know how to fix Raw. You know, you, 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 you build a good show. You get injured. You're fine two days later. Like, people's not going to see you opening up for this NXT show. Yep. So I'm not sure where you want to put this in the kayfabe or whatever it may be, but I I meant to I meant to say that to you the other day. That like, was weird. What's this guy doing here, you know? And like, right. I guess I don't know if that is just like every time they're on the road for takeover, now he's got to be in the ring to start the show. But I feel like it's kind of played out. I feel like let's just let the brand stand for what it is. We don't need Triple H to kind of get us hyped up. We're gonna be be excited. Speaking of that, we just got our tickets. Thank you, Mr. Silly Sellers, by the way, for getting on the presale. We will yes, be uh, the Big Gold Belt crew will be live in person at NXT Takeover Dallas, which has since sold out. I sold out 15 minutes after the general on sale on Saturday this weekend. So um, we will be live and in person. I want to talk more about that um, coming up because I kind of have an idea what I think the main event's going to be that night, depending on if they bring Finn Balor up sooner than later. But if mm-hmm. he's still there, I think I know what the main event is. But We'll come back to that. Um, Celis, we'll let you start off the next one. Silly moment of the year. This is a, a comedy award, yes? Yeah, and, and I'm actually going to give anything that the New Day did uh, as, as a silly moment of the year. Uh, even the unicorn stick, you know, the unicorn stick just put it over the top. The trombone stick, you know, that we didn't even know the talent that Xavier Woods had with, you know, musical instruments. And, you know, just anything that they did all year, it brought entertainment. We, me and D-Wayne both saw him out live in Baltimore, and that was just like the starting trend of it all year. And, and I just love to see what they do, you know, continuing on. But I would give anything New Day is my silly moment of the year. <laughs> I have a really specific New Day moment of the year. 
Go ahead, take it on. It was yeah. when they um when they were like being buddy buddy with Seth Rollins like right before he got hurt, <laughs> and there was one t- they were doing like a multi man tag with Rollins in the main event of Raw, and Rollins comes out and he's got kind of like a you know like a heavy metal thrash metal type entrance. And the New Day's in the ring, like, playing, like, thrash metal air guitar. <laughs> and they're taking it, they're, like, completely selling it so good. It was, like, I I, I need to find a gif of it and just watch it whenever I feel sad because it just was so funny. How, how about oh, that time where they had Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in the ring dancing with them? That was no, really, true. you know what, that was really true. good, too. That yeah. was really good, too. My pick for this uh, category is the Mega Powers. Um, oh, Sandow and um, Axel. Yeah, Sandow and Axelmania. Uh, I think it's. Oh, yeah. I think we kind of forget about those guys. I don't. Know. Who knows what they're what they're doing right now? But when they were when they were on TV, I mean, it was all entertainment. I mean, it, it they, even had, they even had some good matches as well. But I love the gimmick. It, it worked for me, and it was it was just as hilarious as the New Day sometimes. But um. You know, with with all gimmicks, it, it just doesn't last forever, you know. So yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. Uh Dwayne, did you have anything you wanted to talk on about? I'm gonna go more into this new day stuff. Big E's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has the same look on the face on his face every single time and it's funny. Yeah. He like will watch himself dance and then he'll like look at the camera like, Yeah, like this is great. How come you're not enjoying it more like I am? He's right. Just, yeah. And, and I you think know. another another shout out too is to um them and um uh I'm sorry, the new day and uh, what is it, Team Bad, all the YouTube videos or WWE.com exclusive videos together are hilarious. It's it didn't really catch fire with them on T V that first time, but if you ever just get a chance to just get on social networks just to follow them on Instagram and stuff, all of them together is hilarious. And it, and it's just the, the other crazy thing about it is the charisma from the New Day actually makes um, to me and it look looks like somebody, you know, instead of just the robot behind everybody. So, um, we don't have this on our list, and I kind of think in retrospect we should have put it on there. Can we add real quick um, the U.S. Open Challenge match of the year? Is there one that sticks out to you that you really enjoyed out of all the really great work Ooh. John Cena did? And I'm not saying that sarcastically on Raw this year. Which one do you like, Dwayne, out of all the ones that he did? You know what? I like the match between him and Dolph Ziggler when Dolph Ziggler came out. Uh huh. It was a great match. That was great pretty match. pretty early on in the process too, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Pretty early on. Because he started that right after WrestleMania. When he I, won the I title. Have one. Okay. And I think I remember this almost specific. I could be a little bit wrong, but I believe the match in Atlanta with him versus Cesaro, that was so good. John oh. Cena had no choice but to come back out and give him his props. That was Chicago. It was, it Chicago. was Chicago. It was Chicago? Oh, yeah. Chicago. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great match. That's also, yeah. that's also my pick, the match in the, uh, in the All-State Arena and kicking myself now that I couldn't have been there. The rest of that show actually wasn't very good from what I recall, but that match was great. Um, my runner-up, just to kind of say something different, the match with Sami Zayn, when Sami Zayn kind of blew his shoulder out early before the match even started, that was a great match, too. It was just cool to see Sami Zayn on Raw. Um, I'm really, really interested to see what they do with him as he makes his return to NXT TV coming up, um, I guess it would be the day before Christmas Eve this week. 
Mm-hmm. The Sellers, did you, were you kind of on that Chicago match too? No, no, no. You already said it. The Sami Zayn match, even though Sami Zayn got hurt during that match, just the, the chemistry that those two had in the ring, I'm not sure if they even touched before in a different venue, but I just thought that chemistry was good. Even though the Cesaro match was great, I would pick the Sami Zayn one sure. over that. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have an award called the Future Endeavored of the Year, and this award is given to somebody who was um, either fired or retired or chose to leave of their own volition from, um, yeah. I guess, WWE, or you could expand it elsewhere. It's kind of harder to keep up with TNA, which has kind of been become a revolving door of a company in a lot of ways. Um, I will go first. Um, someone who I kind of miss seeing on TV, but... You know, I kind of understand the circumstances. Was AJ Lee, who left the company um, the week after WrestleMania 31, after she had her win with uh, Paige against the Bellas, and I don't think that those two win that match if they know AJ's going, because it kind of appeared that that was an all of a sudden type of thing. I know right. she she wrestled on Raw in a Bailey shirt in her last match, and then she kind of retired and. Uh, right. She's doing like a lot of different things, some philanthropy things with um, animal and pet rights and dogs and stuff. And I know she's has some sort of a book coming out, I think in 2017. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I miss AJ Lee the most, so my future endeavor award goes to her. Um, mm-hmm. What about the rest of you guys? Um, I, I have a two-parter. I have a one A and a one B. Okay. My one A, uh, Billy Gunn. Um, I, I just think it was so unfortunate. For him to work so hard, and even though he tough enough was a shame to me, I thought he was a bright spot in tough enough because I could really see how impactful he was as being a coach in WWE. Sure. And I think by him being fired, it did tre- tremendous hurt to him because I thought that could elevate his career and be like that one A one B with uh, you know with Jason Albert. So I, I just was felt so bad for him. And my one B is James Storm. Um, from TNA, but TNA to continue to lose talent like that, you know, such as Samoa Joe and, and James Storm, you know, to the WWE, that just shows how much talent TNA has, but does not know how to keep it. Even with AJ Styles, couldn't even keep their top performer. And I, I feel so bad for TNA, you know, for their fans who consistently support them and stay by them, that their product is still going down the down the down the cr- you know crumbles because it's just a fortune they can't keep it together. Yeah. Um... Mr. Dwayne, what about you, man? I I have one, and I have a special consideration. Okay. So my my first one, I agree with Aaron and um, AJ Lee. I I miss her. She um she was entertaining. She she could wrestle. It was just she had that charisma that we want the divas to have. Um, my special consideration. Y'all might hate me for saying this. But Daniel Bryan's wrestling career. No, I don't hate Ooh. you for saying that. That's that's spot on. Yeah. Um. The longer that this whole injury, the concussion stuff plays out, the less likely he's probably going to be in the ring. Yep. In a um, WWE ring. Yeah, the WWE ring. Um. The latest news is that they're trying to work something out, but I don't think WWE wants to take that. Uh, that risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's really not much to say about it. Like, I would love if they were just holding off his return for the Rumble and have him go up against a heel champion or something. But I think you're right. I think we've seen the last of him in a WWE ring. I hope that mm-hmm. we're wrong. But um, I know that he has other interests. I know he's also expressed interest in going and working other places where he can be cleared, you know, 
like a like a Ring of Honor type of thing, but or New Japan, but I don't know. I guess what's the point now? You main evented WrestleMania and won the title. Like, why put your body at risk? Because you, you don't right. you only get one brain, man. You don't need to mess around with it too much. But we can have that conversation after we go see the concussion movie here in the next week or so, I guess. I'm going to go see it on yep. Saturday, I think, with my in-laws. Um, let's move along here. Oh, before we move on, actually, I want to throw a special consolation Future Endeavor Award to some of these smaller companies' television deals. Um, you've seen yeah, TNA get moved point. around twice in the last year. I do get Pop TV because we have Direct TV, and that is on our channel, Guy, but I don't know, man. I just feel like the the more times you bounce around, the less your audience is going to stick, especially if they can't consistently receive pro, you know the channel you're on. And then Ring of Honor to lose their national television thing with um, Destination America, and now you know you can still watch them online. It's kind of delayed a little bit when you can see the show, and it's just a little tougher for me to remember to go online to their website and watch the show every week. But consolation award to them, um, and then the New Japan not being on American pay per view. For Wrestle Kingdom coming up, you have to you have to get the New World app to watch that, which is unfortunate. I wish that was on traditional pay per view here in the states, but they did not work out another deal with Global Force Wrestling for that, which is it's unfortunate. Considering how much wrestling people watch these days, to not get that done again is a shame. Aaron, one quick question to you before we move on to the next character. Just a quick question for yeah. you to answer: yeah. Is SmackDown in trouble since it's moving to USA? That's different because they're moving up. In the world, they're okay. they're going to be exposed because USA is the number one cable network, um, to my knowledge, on on the lineup right now. And WWE's okay. promoted that transition very properly for several weeks now with some very entertaining commercials, especially the Wyatt family one, by the way. Um, sure. But no, and um, kind of speaking of that, kind of a nice segue. Um, our podcast was approached to contribute to a couple year-end articles. Uh, type of thing on some some websites some fellow twitter fans um, and friends and websites so we'll be promoting that soon i wrote a piece that's going to be contributed with a bunch of other pieces about how smackdown can be fixed after the usa move and then i contributed to another piece just predictions for 2016 in the world of wrestling so look for those coming up you can check those out um i will link them on our new tumblr page um, com. You can catch all of our episodes on there now too, folks So check that out um, We'll move on, I guess, next To um, There's there's a two-part D-Wayne Award here Coming up, the yep. first is Catfish of the Year And this is uh, Like a Catfish on that show With, uh, what's that guy's name, Neve? Uh-huh. I've never actually sat down And watched an episode, it's just always kind of on After Teen Mom, which we do watch at our house uh, um, Guilty pleasure of mine, I'm yes, sorry Guilty yeah. pleasure so Catfish being somebody that uh, didn't show up, somebody that we um, are fans of that we wish would have had a better year, um, but for whatever reason were inhibited from having such a year. Um, who did you have, Two James? Um, I don't know. This, I, this, this category kind of bothers me just a little bit because it's just like if you watch the show, you really, you really do see people get put in – unfortunate situations where you know they fall for somebody and it's really not them and that's kind of what's happened with me with cesaro yep i've been on his bandwagon all this time like he can perform um he you know he does all of the, the all the tour dates he can speak all the languages he, i mean he's, he's athletically gifted 
he has everything and he just always just never ever delivers so it's just like you watch him and we always like to book him in you know say what about if he wins or what about if this happens or you know maybe he could be the person to, to win in the tournament and right. it just never comes to it just never comes to shine it's just after a while it's just like dang i guess we just gotta let that one go you know question yep. I, question real quick is he gonna be back for mania Mm. I, I can't remember his injury. It's a shoulder. It's a shoulder, and I I want to say six months. But do you think we see him at Mania? I think they would love to have it. Um, and like I say, he's he's athletically gifted. He's not going to sit. He's not going to sit around long. He's going to try to make everything he can to be there for the show. They'll love right. to have him. Oh, oh. And if anything, you know, minor work in the Royal Rumble, couple of spots. I mean, at the Royal Rumble, the um. Andre the Giant. That's kind of what I was thinking. If he's going to come back, yeah, yeah. maybe surprise entrant. Uh, D Wayne, this is this is your award, man. Who's the catfish of the year? Oh boy. Hi, hello. Hey, man, go ahead. Hi, catfish of the year. Um, somebody that I love personally. That I think. <laughs> um, big love. <laughs> Wrestling well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's good. Good job, D Wayne. Um, King Spirit, Bad News Spirit, whatever you want to call them. Great band. Um, I just don't like the like he has potential. Um, the whole King that kind of messed it up. And I think when they went that route, they just they set him up for failure. Um, we can go to last year's WrestleMania and, you know, bad news, bed was the man. Every single week I used to look forward to hearing some bad news. But now it's just like, where is he? Well, he's such an, he's so unfortunate, you know, he was super over with that gimmick, like you're saying, and then he got hurt. And now he's with the League of Nations, but he wasn't able to be a part of all the shenanigans at TLC because he has another minor injury um, that he's recovering from. So he's he's unfortunate, um, but also to put him as king of the ring and not have solid plans for him after the fact, instead of having right. kind of be an afterthought in the Stephen Amell match. I agree with you, D-Wayne. That's, that's a very good candidate for this award. Uh, Celis, did you have one? I do, and two chains. I'm gonna I'm tag you with yours, man. Um, I'm going Tyson Kidd. It's just very unfortunate for him to be out with that knee injury for a long time. And and I know sometimes people get hurt, and it's not their fault. And sometimes they get put to the back end, even when they get pushed. Had tag Mr. Kennedy. Um, that Tyson Kidd has done the same thing essentially, and he got hurt. I think in a pre-show match with um, Samoa Joe with the Muscle Buster or whatever. You know, he got hurt with. And he's out again. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be career-threatening. And I think for him, with so much talent that he has, being a part of the Hart Dynasty, he showed him what he could do when healthy, and he got hurt again. And I, and I just wanted so much more from him. And that run with him and Cesaro together when they was the tag team champions, it was great. But then again, they, they couldn't build off of that even when they lost their title reigns because both of them got hurt essentially. First Tyson, then Cesaro. So it's just very unfortunate. I want to yeah. throw out throw out one two real quick here. The, I I think my initial one would have been Cesaro just because I think he should have been in the main event picture permanently at this point. Um, I want to throw out uh, Mr. Sandow. 
I want you guys to think back now to April at WrestleMania, or I guess it would have been technically late March, WrestleMania 31 in Santa Clara. Yep. Um, he's in there in the final, the final three, I want to say, for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And he, I mean, I want, you go back and watch it, man. Like the reaction he got when he was sitting there torn as to whether to try and eliminate The Miz or not, after how much they had built that up on TV and how badly The, the Miz had treated his character. And when he eliminates The Miz, the crowd went bananas. Yeah. And then what did they follow that up with? Absolutely nothing of substance. You know, they kind of had him just be Damian Sandow, like a, a good old-fashioned, happy-to-be-here babyface, because I that's who I that's the character of his that I saw wrestle when I went to SmackDown and the King of the Ring in April, and he actually wrestled Axelmania that night, and then they started tagging together shortly after that. But then they get they end up getting that Axelmania, um, the Macho Madness gimmick over, and then the Hulk Hogan thing happened, and now you don't see Sandow ever. And I just, it's weird to me that they invested so much in him. He gets every stupid gimmick he's given over, and then now they don't do anything with him. And now Mick Foley's trying to resurrect his career on Facebook and Smack, or not Twitter. So, I'm going to say Sandow. I like that. That's, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. You know, from this, from the last two categories, it just makes me think we should have definitely had a category for, like, um, just most unfortunate circumstances of the year. Well, I guess to a certain extent, that's kind of what this award is. But um, true, yeah. Because I think for I think uh, all this is just making me think uh, between this one and um, what was it the uh, future endeavors category? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the passing of Dusty Rhodes and definitely hurt a lot of potential in some of the young development in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I still to this day. Uh, and I'm just just a quick over browsing. I still to this day do not really see really 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 great promos um, like the world of the past. Uh, I think yep. Star, Stardust does a really good job, but what it's in his DNA. But other yep. than that, I think uh, with his absence, has definitely hurt one aspect of becoming a professional wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um. D-Wayne, this is all you next. The uh, Fans, if you haven't been following the podcast a long time, D-Wayne has been known to do this little mini-series mini series segment. He calls it the mini-cast. It's the Cena Monster Files. And in that segment, he um, details somebody who he feels John Cena, um, it, with this talent working with John Cena, he derailed their career, um, whether for the short term or the long term. So without further ado, we're going to take you to the Cena Monster Files Victim of the Year, D. Wayne. Now, if you put the belt on Roman Reigns, but guess who he needs to make him legit? 
John Cena. You have Seth Rollins going to this feud with John Cena. Guess what? <laughs> Nothing changes. John Cena still the man. <laughs> and when he left, so did tons and tons of fans go with him. <laughs> Come back, John. Come back. We need you. Because obviously this company can't go anywhere without you. That's a great point. You know what's you know what's spot on about what you said there is that when he leaves, the only people that are left are people who put John Cena over, and it's just kind of like anything without John Cena is a little bit lesser, um, for bad or for worse. Uh, uh, hey, Wayne, can I ask you a follow-up question? Yes. Do you feel uh, a champion Roman Reigns against a Royal Rumble winning John Cena as the main event of WrestleMania 32 would be worth considering? It's probably in consideration right now. Um, it just depends on where you want to go. Um, yeah, because I don't know who Taker works that would be meaningful at that point. Maybe Kevin Owens, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how they want the show. I mean, eventually, yes, we're going to see John Cena versus Roman Reigns eventually. When, I don't know. Um, would you have John Cena been the Royal Rumble? Um, it could work out if you do it right. I don't think a lot of people would be big fans of it because it's John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. He'd be the the second three time winner, uh, following Stone yeah. Cold as the first. Yeah. Which I don't know if I like so, that either. Yeah. So I mean, if it, if if their intentions are to do that, then go ahead. Um, I mean, eventually he's gonna have the he's gonna he's gonna win the Royal Rumble again. Because I think they want to give him everything. But he's going to be the 16-time world heavyweight champion, 17 times. It's, it's going to happen. We know that. But in order, in order for anybody to be legit in this business, John Cena is going to have to start putting people over. Legitimately over. And I think right now the word on the street is within the next three to four years, he wants to start doing more and more movies. Mm. So, he's, you're really going to see even more people, probably probably a little bit more people he's going to be put over, but that first pressure is going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I really enjoyed our, our last scene of Monster Files of 2015. That was great, D-Wayne. Thank you. Um, we're going into the upper echelon here now of our list um, shocker of the year any shocking moment um, and you can interpret this I know we kind of did some kayf- out of kayfabe stuff already but it can be something on TV or something that shocked you off um, I'm going to say Seth Rollins cashing in and becoming world heavyweight champion at Wrestlemania 31 in the main event that was huge mm-hmm. and it capped off what uh, was a great show I don't know. That's um, all I have to say about it. I mean, I, I thought it was a great, great moment. And and for me personally, my shocker of the year was seeing NWO versus DX um, and that Triple H versus Sting match. Um, even though I wish they could have touched a little bit, maybe had a, a little mini fight during that match, it was still a shocker of the year just have all those come out uh, in that same pay-per-view. Just a great nostalgic feel uh, for that match. We wish we just saw it during the Attitude Era. Yeah, especially during the 15 original, years uh, ago, yeah. Yep, yep, it was great. It was great. 
That was my shot. That was my shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, D-Wayne. Oh, okay, guess not. <laughs> um, my shocker of the year was the Elimination Chamber 2015, of course. The Kevin Owens win versus the Monster mm. Falcon and John Cena. Yeah. Never yeah. ever saw that coming. Um, incredible match. Not only just not only just the fact that Kevin Owens uh, won, but the fact that we start seeing a whole new set of of, of skills and moves being done by both wrestlers. So. They elevated each other and put on what I would consider a candidate for match of the year. Like that. Like that. All right, shocker of the year. Um, my shocker is not necessarily a good shocker. <laughs> Sheamus winning money in the bank. Why? That was still one. That hurts me so much. And it shocked because you had so many. There was a few other people that was more deserving. I mean, just because you changed your look doesn't mean anything to me at least so that shocked me okay <laughs> um a side a side note i guess to, just to kind of throw one more thing out there ronda rousey getting pulled out the crowd by the rock in that segment at wrestlemania that was pretty shocking and awesome too mm-hmm. that was a lot well, of fun we could also say ronda rousey first loss of the year even though you know that that company is, is different from wwe you know with uh with how they do things, you know, and everything. But, you know, that's what's also a shocker, too. So that kind of maybe messed up the WrestleMania 32 plans as it connects to WrestleMania. Yeah, I love that. If you want to touch on the UFC really quick, anybody that was a champion this year is absolutely considered a shocker because every undefeated champion in the UFC this year is lost. Yep. So Jose Mm -hmm. Aldo, Ronda Rousey, and Chris Weidman. Yep. Um... Moving on next, we're going to do Tag Team of the Year. Um, we have a category coming up for Stable of the Year, so you can kind of choose if you're going to reserve New Day for that or if you want to give it to give it to them for both, you can. Um, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to save New Day for Stable just because I think that um, when Xavier Woods was off TV for a couple weeks there, the New Day was, was still good but not as entertaining. I think they function great as a stable. So my pick is uh, I'm going to go outside WWE here. I'm going to say the Young Bucks. Every time I'm able to watch uh, New Japan or every time I'm able to watch Ring of Honor or you know, any sort of indie situation on YouTube, the Young Bucks are always a great watch. Yeah, some of their stuff is a little sticky, but they, they do great work. They're really entertaining. They super kicked a little kid in the face on his birthday oh, this year. Yes. <laughs> um, which was great. Which was great. Um, I, will, I wish I could have got super kicked for my birthday. That would be awesome. So I'm going to pick the Young Bucks, uh, Nick and Matt Jackson, who are currently now exclusively signed to Ring of Honor, although they still compete in New Japan also. I think we will see the Young Bucks um, enter you know, Dallas when we go to the tapings in Dallas in April as tag team champions. So I'm gonna say the Young Bucks. Awesome. What about you guys? Um, I'm actually gonna go a little different way. Um, even though it might surprise some people, but if you understand what they just did on this last pay per view at TLC, I'm gonna go with the Lucha Dragons as the tag team of the year. The Lucha Dragons, and even uh, <laughs> with Elimination Chamber that we might touch on a little bit later, they kind of showed what they could do, but it was like, Lisa, what are you doing in some moments? But just the fact that they had to come up and really had no direction. 
to come up to WWE. We knew we was going to throw them in there after after Mania, but we really didn't know what was going to happen because we have other tag teams like the Ascension that came in and failed. But with the Lucha Dragons, they show why they're talented. They show why they can hold their own. And on, on a side note, Sin Cara, this was a big up and coming for him out of rejuvenate himself as being part of this tag team. Because if we all remember, the real Sin Cara got fired. Then uh, what was his name? Camacho? Was it Camacho? Became the new. And now he's just rejuvenated his career after, I guess. No, it wasn't Camacho. What was the guy's name? Uh, that was with Camacho. Uh, oh, I can't even think of his name. Unico. Unico, yes, Unico. So Unico had turned into, you know, St. Car. So he just rejuvenated his career with uh, Kalisto to become a, a good tag team. And I think maybe going towards 2016, they'll be a champions one time at least, maybe twice. But I, I just think the Lucha Dragons together, as them coming up developing together, um, is my tag team of the year. Uh, Mr. Two Teams, we've kind of been all over the map so far. Who's your favorite tag team this year? Ooh, it's hard. I really like the Young Bucks as well. Um, Young Bucks. But Young Bucks. I don't know. Young when, Bucks. Uh, Young Bucks. so many tag teams, tag teams in ROH that I like. I like Addiction. I, I currently like The Kingdom. Um, who may, be, who may be on their way out of Ring of Honor, from what I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, right. Ugh. Um... <laughs> Ray Trag, I don't, I don't know. This was a hard one for me, but uh, I absolutely do like um, Young Bucks. It's hard for me to pick one. I, I really, I think, I feel like I'm being so biased saying the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. <laughs> I feel like I'm being biased. Young Bucks. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I won't. I, oh I, man, Mister. I do like the Briscoe. The Briscoe brothers are absolutely. Yeah. Um, I absolutely my favorite. I'm not going to say they're the best, but they're my favorite. So. What about you, Mr. D Wayne? Tag Team of the Year. Yeah. Um, the act is so tough. So tough. Um, I like the young bucks, but uh, I was just so entertained by that, uh, by the um, tag team ladder match at TLC. So I think I'm going to go to Dragon. Oh my gosh. Okay, Gazoo. I'm back. I'm back. Um, it was, that match was just so entertaining. The spot that the Lucha Dragons had was just, it was great to me. So I'm going to go with them. And they really improved. They're really continuing to improve every single week. Yep. Uh, you guys. Okay. Uh, okay, I, 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 I have my pick now. It took me a while. Then I had to think about it. My pick for tag team of the year goes to the primetime players. <laughs> <laughs> I pick them because of their, uh, what they can do in the ring, um, from them showing glimpses of being heels, which didn't kind of work for them, but they came back as faces, absolutely worked. Um, for the stuff Darren Young had to deal with in his personal life outside of wrestling to still overcome that and still actually mm -hmm. be a face in wrestling. And you think he's been through he's been through a lot, not just because of him as you know coming out, but with him not being allowed to tour in I forget what country it was. Was it Iraq, I think it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, um he's he seems to be shadowing some type of health issues. He had an injury. Um, then you have Titus O'Neill, man of the year. Um yep. insane might work, like I said, on commentary. Um they're 
they actually had one of the best episodes on Tough Enough because actually, you know, it just shows how they are as good friends. And, you know, if you just follow him on social networks as well, too, like if you tweet Titus, he'll write you back. I think he's a really level-headed person, and you can appreciate that. And even when they're not wrestling, whatever gimmicks they got them cutting in promos, they, they work. So, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question, too, James. Yes, sir. Can Titus O'Neil super kick people in the face? <laughs> well, um, no, but Dolph Ziggler can. Um, let's see, Tyler Breeze can. And quite frankly, Shawn Michaels is just really tired of everybody just, you know, going over obsessive with it. Well, yeah. do, do, can Titus O'Neil super kick people 17 times in the face during a match? <laughs> Because the Young Bucks do it all the time. Um, I'm sorry. No, that I like what you said about those guys. That was good. And let's not forget, they were they carried the tag team division as the baby face, you know, the top baby face team during the Usos' absence. We can't forget yep. that that they were very yeah. important late spring, or early summer. It's a yeah. shame, kind of, you know, they're not even really a tag team now because like Titus is doing stuff with Stardust, but this is what it is. Um, and it was also one of the biggest uh, advocates as well with the, uh, right under John Cena, of course, under the Make-A-Wiz Foundation and also with the Susan Coleman uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. Yes, so. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good people. Good people. NXT Wrestler of the Year. This is um, anyone in the calendar year of 2015 who appeared as um, a semi or regular character on NXT. And uh, they can be somebody who has since been called up to the main roster as long as they were on NXT as a, a focal character at any point during this calendar year. I'm going to save mine for last because I think I'm going to make a couple of you angry with my pick. Um, we'll go with Mr. D-Wayne first this time. NXT wrestling of the year. Uh, I hate to be so typical. I'm gonna go somewhere away from the popular choice, probably, which is probably gonna be Finn Balor. Um, you know how I really enjoy watching is uh, Apollo Crews. Hmm. Okay. Um, is he gonna get many chances? I'm not sure, but I I think. He really go in the ring. I, I think he's going to get many chances. Um, so me, we'll see, but... Can I ask you something, I mean, D-Wayne, about Apollo Crews? Yeah. Do you think... Yeah. WWE's gotten a lot of, um, a lot of criticism about this over the years. Um, The Rock doesn't consider himself... I mean, he is part black, but he's not... Con- he does... He considers himself Samoan first. Do you think uh, Apollo Crews could eventually be um, the first major black world champion in WWE? Does he have the potential? Yes. Will he? I hate to say this now. You don't think so? I think... He has the potential to be it, but I don't think they'll go that route. Was, was Bobby Lashley never a world champion? He was ECW champion, and then he left the company before he could get to that point. Yep. Now this, like I said, this if if you want to go that route, there's one person who has the biggest supporter in WWE who might get it, but I'm not sure how he would handle it. How would uh, WWE with him as champion? And that's my boy Big E. Yeah. He yeah. Has the, he has the biggest supporter in John Cena. 
Um, he has the size that Vince loves. Um, and they're selling merch. He, he, if you let him on the mic, if you let him be him on the mic, there's a difference between him being on the mic and letting him be him on the mic. If you let him be him on the mic, then you're going to get somewhere. If you just... Now, his last single run, it sounded like his promos were more scripted than anything, and it wasn't him on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a problem with that right now with their current world champion. Yeah, so... If you want to go that route, that's probably it, but I just don't... I think this is a topic that WWE's going to struggle with for a while. Okay. Um, NXT Wrestler of the Year, Mr. Silly Sellis. Uh, easy, flat out, Bailey. Bailey has just done a lot of things as a woman champion um, that I have been very supportive of. I have grown to love Bailey as a character. And even on watching Breaking Ground, the stuff she's doing individually, trying to help being coaching younger divas or producing a match backstage, I think that's just very impressive as a young person in NXT that she'd be able to do. Um, and I'm, I'm just really impressed. So Bailey is my NXT wrestler of the year. I um I thought my pick was gonna be controversial, but now that you said that, I'll just I'll say I'm also picking Bailey. Not that Finn Balor didn't have a, a great, 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 great year. Um, he was only champion starting in June, um, whereas Bailey's been a part of more of a, a title mix for the you know the better part of the year. And you have to remember they took away three very talented young women off of that NXT yep. roster, and Bailey has still made the uh, NXT women's division somewhat relevant. So I feel um, she's the most integral part of that show. You see the Mm -hmm. stuff that she does with the kids, with Izzy in the front row, who is going to be at NXT and WrestleMania, they said on on Twitter. So maybe we'll get to – I would love to get a picture with uh, Izzy. So if you're listening, Izzy, we want to get a picture with you. You're cool. Um, Nice. And I think that, um, that, you know, WrestleMania coming up, I've said this before, I think you're going to get Sasha and Charlotte for the title. I think after you have Sasha have a run with it, then you bring Bailey up, and the story there is that Sasha never beat her clean one-on-one straight up. And Mm -hmm. I think that's your match for WrestleMania 33 for the the Divas Championship. So I'm in agreement with you. I say Bailey. Um, Mr. Two Chains, you're a big Balor guy. Are you going to say Balor? I'm not a really, a, I'm not really a big Balor guy, but you know, uh, let's let's play a little game. You only have two of his shirts. <laughs> what do all of these play these NBA players have in common? Oh boy, um, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Trace McGrady, um, LeBron James, Amari Stoudemire, <laughs> Dwight Howard. Uh, who else? J.R. Smith, Josh uh, Smith. I know exactly where you're going with this. I don't, except that they're all OGs. That's all I can think of. Straight out of high school. They're all straight out of high school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know KG was straight out of high school. Yes, sir. Okay. And when you look at and when you look at talent, and you just know pure talent, there's no reason for those guys to go to college. Look, Finn Balor, <laughs> if it was an option, he had no it was no reason for him to ever go to NXT. But the fact that he is on it and he's living it up, he's doing a tremendous job. I mean, it's rare that every week we just like, oh, we can't wait for him to get to the main roster, main roster. I mean, his title runs has been everything worth it. Great matches, uh, great tours, mm-hmm. branding around him. His his gimmick is absolutely the best thing going right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer that is uh, Finn Balor for me. And the only reason why I picked Finn Balor over... Um, Bailey 
because I wouldn't even pick Bailey as the best women's champion of, of last year. It would, have, it would still be Sasha Banks to me, who, mm-hmm. um, who I thought, uh, I just thought was just an overall better, had a better reign. Might, might even been a longer reign, if I'm not mistaken. It is a longer reign, of course. And, yeah, so. And, but she didn't spend a whole year on NXT roster, so I had to disqualify her for that, so. So who did you, who did you pick? I'm sorry. I'm kind of Ben Balor. Okay, Ballard, yeah. Yeah, but I would have picked, picked Sasha if she would have had a longer extent on NXT this year. But for, what she, but for what she's done this year on NXT, I think overshadows with what Bailey has done this year. Can I, uh, we haven't had a broadcast since the, uh, the NXT TakeOver London special. I would just like to say that Balor's entrance was my favorite so far. That Jack the Ripper kind of yes. gimmick that he was doing, yeah. that was so cool. I, I, you think he's going to do some sort of, like, dark cowboy type of gimmick? Like, maybe, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Preacher. They're making a TV show about it. Um, Preacher was an old comic book series that they're turning into a show on AMC. Maybe he could do some kind of throwback to Preacher or something if that's popular, but I love Finn Balor. He's great. Um, well, we're getting into it here now, guys. Woman Wrestler of the Year. We did decide to differentiate the, the women from the men categories just because the Divas did have, you know, definitely a landmark year in wrestling, specifically WWE. Um, who's your Woman Wrestler of the Year, Dwayne? I mean, I know this is a stupid question because I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Mr. Silly Sellers. I'm going Bailey again. Even though Sasha did outperform uh, everybody on the main roster, I mean, everybody in NXT and got up to the main roster, Bailey. Specifically, an in ring talent wrestling award and the type of matches that were delivered during the year, then um, Sasha Banks would also be my pick. But if we're talking about this in terms of a champion, in terms of a superstar, in terms of someone who uh, created and carried a brand across several platforms, which is how I'm interpreting it, I'm going to say Nikki Bella, between how long she held the title, how long she was relevant, um, how hard she worked. She's super banged up now from the amount of days that she worked. Um, being on Total Divas, um, being on you know different award shows, many platforms, I'm going to say Nikki Bella because I, I see this as kind of the last year she would be able to receive some this kind of award I think she's gonna kind of face herself out because between health and just wanting to do other things I think that's where she's headed but um shout out to Nikki yeah um we're in our final three here now I'm interested to see how much we agree on this next one um pay-per-view of the year this can be a pay-per-view event um WWE network only events are considered pay-per-views too like takeovers or you know, traditional pay-per-views or live event, you know, specials like Beast in the East. You can kind of interpret this how you want. Pay-per-view of the year. We're going to start with you two, James. Well, did, we, did we get stable of the year? You know what? We did. Let's go back and do that. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. We have a very big list fan, so I did skip that on accident. Stable of the year, uh, a.k.a. the New Day Award of the Year, although I think 
I think uh, Mr. Two Chains is going to be a little different on this, so we're going to save him for last. I'm going to say New Day for all the reasons that have already been said. Um, D Wayne, you with me? Uh, yeah. Very, very easy award for New Day. Okay. Uh, Mr. S Silly Sellers. Third, third that New Day. All right, now we're going to let Two Chains be a little weird here. <laughs> It's, it is really hard to go against uh, New Day. I think we all can agree on that one. But um, just to go against the grain, I, like I said before we started, I am a fan of the House of Truth. I really like Truth Martini. I like um, they've been decorated all year, carrying promotions. And when you watch ROH, that's one of the hottest uh, stables you want to go to see. And shout out to Donovan, always giving us level. Yes, Twitter. Yeah, always. So. All right. Yeah, no, I I can't wait to see Truth Martini when we go to Ring of Honor. I'm really jealous. You guys, you guys went to Best in the World, right? That was the, the show you went to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how this got taken off the list because I'm not seeing it on my written list here. But real quick, before we get into pay-per-view of the year, um, we all attended different live events during oh, 2015. Yeah. So. I mean, you're, I only went to one. Well, no, that's not true. I did go to a couple of things. Um, your live event of the year uh, that involved wrestling. Is it best in the world for you guys, or did you appreciate the, what did you guys go to, Payback? Yeah, me and D-Wayne went, went, went to Payback. Two James went to uh, best in the world for ROH. Um, Which one but let you... me give it to those guys first, because I, I want to see what they think, because I went to matches with both of them, so I want to hear their perspective, well, and I'll probably... Two Chains, you went to a house show not that long ago, too, so oh, that could be on the list, too. That's true. Like, um, I, I, it's hard to really say uh, what I feel was the best. I just feel like I got an appreciation for all platforms. It was, uh, it's been a while since I've been to a house show, and it was just good to see how some of these um, new entertainers uh, gravitate towards the crowd and how they work on a more personal level than what you see on TV. Uh, like I, the one thing I really noted to you guys afterwards is like Kevin Owens' heel work with the crowd is phenomenal. Like, I, I, it, it was it, to a point it was so personal. I was like, oh my god, this poor child. Like he's he's getting it. So I really appreciated that. Then with all age, I I I have to give a shout out to the city of Baltimore for coming out because yeah, I, they came out and supported the. I don't. I mean, I I can't tell you how many people was in. That, uh, that that small arena, but it felt like millions of people were in there because everybody was just so involved, and you know, it just it just was it felt real comforting to know that for a promotion like RH in in a small little venue inside of that rec center, all of Baltimore came out and showed love. So I really appreciated that as well. Um, Mr. D Wayne, you went to Payback in Baltimore, correct? Correct. What anything you want to just reflect on from that? Man, it was just, first of all, Baltimore has a nice little crowd, and it's amazing. Um, it's, the crowd is amazing. I mean, it's not as good as, you know, the famous crowds like Chicago, but they do, they, they do like their wrestling. They, they like, they love their wrestling. And it's like, when you have a pay-per-view, especially in this area, you're not only getting people from Baltimore, you're getting people from the D.C. area and Virginia and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a good mix, it's a good mixture of crowds. What about, uh, so Mr. Silly says you went to two different events this year, so which one did you enjoy more? 
Um, I, I enjoy both of them on different perspectives, and I, I'm going to just piggyback right off to change. Just that ROH event, that being that little, you know, rec center, and, like, the rec center is probably no bigger than a middle school gymnasium extended or maybe a, a low-end high school gymnasium, and people packed the house for that. The fans were engaged, the kids were engaged, and the performers, you know, just interacted with the crowd, and it just became so personable. It was like they wanted to work so hard to do that. And if you think about to the Truth Martini uh, podcast he had with Cole Cabana, and if you listen to it, you can just understand why they work so hard to get to all these venues and why they want to work so hard for the fans. So just for a lower-end uh, venue or lower-end company like ROH, for them to work so hard, you just got to appreciate that. Um, but once again, both both venues in Baltimore were great in their own right. So it's like it's hard for me to say which match was the best. You know, you had some great aspects of matches, but um, the venue just going to the ROH one was was top notch, very top notch. I I had kind of a weird year. Um, usually, I get to a few more shows than what I did this year, but I went to um, SmackDown tapings in Molina, Illinois, which ended up also getting the King of the Ring special added to it. Um, that was back in April. I got to meet Jeff Jarrett at a promotional event for Global Force that he was doing in June. I yep. went to um, Mick Foley's comedy show in Dubuque, Iowa in June, and then I attended the Global Force event in Clinton, Iowa. Uh, it was like a, a proper wrestling show with a meet and greet. I think I had the most fun at the Mick Foley show. I got to meet him. I got my own Mr. Sacco personalized and made up and signed now. Um, but I really, really had a blast at Global Force. A um, lot of fun matches. I got to meet a lot of really great people. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a class act. He was so good to my wife and I. Um, I have an amazing picture. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet or not, of her and Hacksaw. And they're both doing thumbs up, and he's, it's just so good. And I got to, got to, yeah, I got to meet and speak with Colt Cabana for a little bit, which was really cool, too. Um, you can kind of relive all those events that we attended on very early episodes they're like within the teens or the 20s of our of our large episode log that we've created in 2015 um okay now we're gonna move on to the top three pay-per-view of the year mr d wayne you're gonna say tlc 2015 aren't you <laughs> he's gonna say payback because he made his wwe network debut on it oh yeah when the reigns that. came out oh wait d wayne yeah. kind of lost his connection so he's not even here you guys Oh. Well, I think for uh, pay-per-view of the year, D-Wayne's going to say Survivor Series because that's when Sheamus won the title because that's his favorite. <laughs> um, so we'll go to you next, Mr. Silly Sells. What was your favorite pay-per-view that you saw in 2015? You know what? Honestly, this wasn't my pay-per-view that I saw, but I, I love this pay-per-view, and I'm happy they switched it and brought it back, and that was Elimination Chamber um, because Elimination Chamber for a long time was always the precursor before WrestleMania. And to me, they took that gimmick away because you knew who was going to come out the champion because you wasn't going to change hands like that before many nine times out of ten. But really when they brought point. it back in May, at that time, they brought it back and, and used different elements like a tag team to be in the Elimination Chamber. It just opened up new uh, adventures for that a chamber to be still used in the future. So just by bringing that and changing up and altering the gimmick and changing the timing of it instead of February having it in May, that's why it became my favorite because now I want to look forward to it next year to see what they're going to do to build off of it. That's cool, man. I like that. You're absolutely right, moving it so it could have more of an unpredictability factor. Um, that's a really great point. Mr. Two James, what was your favorite pay-per-view this year? Fast lane, easy. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what for, um, for pay-per-view filled with 
numerous matches that could be considered match of the year candidates. Headlined by Tanahashi versus Okada. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom 9 mm-hmm. absolutely was my favorite pay-per-view. And if it wasn't for it being a zillion years long, yeah. I'll just go back and watch it over and over and over. But absolutely my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Which is tough because that was like January 4th and that was the best thing you saw all year. I mean, it's just, you know, and, and it's not it's not to say that I haven't seen because I love, okay, obviously I love WrestleMania. I love the Elimination Chamber um, and, NS, and some NXT pay-per-views. I love them all, but I'm talking like from in to out, Wrestle Kingdom 9 was flawless. Um, straight, just, just straight wrestling, um, uh, uh, um, um, Jerry, not Jerry the King, um, ooh, I'm forgetting his name, drawing a blank, drawing a blank, drawing a blank, uh, what's his name, commentary on it, um, Jim Ross, to hear Jim Ross call matches again, yeah, that was nice, good feeling, and, um, I mean, just, I don't know, it's just all around just a really good match, like, I, I, not one match did I have a problem with, everything was booked, um, the, the car was built correctly. What I, what I mean by that is like um, suspense and timing of certain matches all like, you know, gave you a good a good flow instead of it being like, oh, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Nikki Bella versus, uh, I don't know, Eva Marie. But what? Why, why is that match right after this? Like, <laughs> like bad from break time, you know? Right. But this, the overall car was, was just... Uh, flawless. I, I look forward to the next one in January for sure. I'll find a way to find it online. Don't cool. worry. Uh, Mr. D, we got you back now, we're doing pay-per-view of the year. We, we figured yours was going to be Survivor Series when Sheamus won the title. Uh-huh. Um, so you can go ahead and talk about how much you love that and then we'll move on to my pick. First of all, I hate the Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Sheamus. Um, this is actually a tough I'm going to go with, and I, I, hate to, I hate to be so cliche, but I really love WrestleMania because I like the element of money and the big thing, cash thing. I mean, um, that's what I'm going to say too, so I'm right with you there, buddy. Don't feel bad about that. Um, I like, I like, first of all, I, I like the Roman Reigns to Brock Lesnar match. I felt that it was great, it was a blood. You know, then you get the surprise element of Seth Rollins. And it's funny because, I, from what I remember, he lost earlier that night. Yep, to Randy Orton. Uh, um, yeah, so... If you really, if you're really not a wrestling fan, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised. You would be surprised if you really... If you really looked at the flow of my start tonight, you could, could kind of suspected it. But then again, like I said, it never happened before like that so the ending especially the way he did it when everyone thought that Roman Reigns was going to get it well nothing the the casual wrestling fans would have thought Roman Reigns would have got it it was just great yeah and the booking of it it was just more of basically saying Brock Lesnar he still protected Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. at the end of it because basically said oh he really did lose because Roman Reigns is the one that got there. 
Well, I think that's going to come back around when we get into WrestleMania this year. So I think that's good that you mentioned that. Um, I'm also saying WrestleMania, it pretty much for the, all the reasons you just said, I think about when I thought about this category, I thought about shows I went back and watched again. I didn't go back and watch TLC again. Um, I didn't go back and watch Fastlane again. There were a couple of shows. There's, there's some matches I went back and watched again from shows. I went back and watched that triple threat from the Royal Rumble. I went back and watched um, Taker and Brock in the Cell. Um, but there's only two complete shows I went back and watched in their entirety. And WrestleMania 31 was one of them. I may have watched it three times. The other show I went back and watched again was um, TakeOver Brooklyn. I thought that that whole show was tremendous. And that would be, that's up there for it me. Was. But for all the reasons D. Wayne said, WrestleMania 31 was my, also my pay-per-view and show of the year. Wrestle Kingdom 9 being very, very close for all the reasons that 2 Chainz said. And I actually tried to stay up and watch that live. I fell asleep about two-thirds two, uh, through it because it was very late here in the States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to our uh, match of the year, and we can kind of talk a little bit about some great matches in the middle of um, pay-per-view of the year because what makes a great pay-per-view but the matches themselves and the entertainment factor. I have a couple I want to throw out there to start with. Um, my match of the year is Bailey and Sasha in Brooklyn. I was just so pleasantly surprised and entertained by that match. Um, you know, that, that botch spot being what it was, it was so good. And their 30-minute um, their Ironman match being very close behind it. But that, that was my favorite match of the year. But to go back to Wrestle Kingdom, Ibushi versus Nakamura for oh, the, the IWGP Intercontinental. My goodness. My God. <laughs> they beat the tar out of each other in that match. Um, yeah. I also want to show some shine to um, the triple threat from the Rumble, Brock, Cena, and uh, Rollins for the title. That was a really, really good match. Um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, very, very good match. I hope that we see part two, if not at WrestleMania, then maybe at another pay-per-view this year with uh, Roman Reigns defending. I think that would be a nice different element to go into it. Um Besides that, those are the big ones that come to mind for me. You know, that you can kind of throw in that ladder match, I suppose, from last week at TLC. That was also, you know, definitely up there. But Bailey and Sasha for the NXT Women's Championship in Brooklyn. That is my match of the year. And I said it would be my match of the year back after we reviewed it in August. Uh, what about you, Mr. Dwayne? Match of the year. Pick the, 
the KO versus John Cena. All right. I mean, that's yeah, you're definitely not wrong there, man. Those were great matches. The first one especially being my favorite. Um, Mr. Two Chains. Well, you, you definitely hit on um, a lot of good ones. Uh, oh, by the way, the, um, the Young Bucks won't be happy with your pay-per-view of the year um, pick because they super kicked about 55 times in that first match. <laughs> I'll I never forget that. <laughs> Uh, my pick that I had written down was definitely Bailey versus Sasha. Um, I just think about how I felt after watching it. You're talking about the Brooklyn match or the Iron Man match? No, the NST Brooklyn match. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, um, I just remember uh, seeing. <laughs> I remember how I felt afterwards. Um, I was just so so impressed. Just they carry. It was first of all, it was a good closure to. Um, it was a good closure to the pay-per-view, which was already a good card in its own. Um, the booking was done correctly. The heel work was done correctly. A um, lot of good spots, even the bop spot that we mentioned before. Um, but overall, I just, it's just hard for me to really go against thinking anything else that I can really be like, man, I just got to go back and watch that again. I do, I do like that John Cena, um, Kevin Owens won. And what was that elimination chamber? Um, another match I that I like was the um, the match that me and uh, Mr. City Sellers actually went to go see as well too. The, uh, the Jay Lethal and um, yeah, Roger Strong. Yep, sixty minute match. Yeah, great match. Um, and I think that's just a credit to how the pay per view was for being in because they worked the crowd really good and great spots and uh, just not being able to sit down the whole time. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely Bailey versus Sasha for me on that one for sure. Cool, man. Um, Mr. Silly Sellis. I'm going Bailey versus Sasha, but I'm choosing the Iron Woman match. Okay. And the reason why I'm choosing that match is if you think about the emotional aspect that WWE had to trust and gave the green light to two women to main event a, a male dominated sport venue, you can compare it to having a two WNBA teams with a great rivalry playing at the NBA Finals. That, that's the way I, I saw that, and they did not disappoint at all. The storytelling was in that whole match. The fans were in every single 30 minutes, and I remember when we reviewed it before, and I wish Dr. Uh, Dr. M was here to even attest to this because he's the Divas expert, we all felt that, man, that 30 minutes wasn't enough. We wanted more. Yeah. And if you do that in a male-dominated sport or venue and having two women, you know, main event that, and I'm pretty sure in the next couple of episodes of Breaking Ground, you're going to see the emotional aspect that Triple H gave to these women to give them that green light. It just shows a huge thing of what women wrestling can be. And I'm just very proud of that. We all witnessed it, that we all saw it, that they got that chance, and they delivered. Oh, oh by the way, I knew something was bothering me. Um the, the pay-per-view we went to see at ROH was the Death Before Dishonor. Is, oh, yeah. yeah. Death Before Dishonor, yep. You're right, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've come down to our last category, fellas. Um, male Wrestler of the Year. Um, I think we might be all over the place on this one. I want to start with Mr. D-Wayne, because I, I think he's either going to say Roman Reigns, sarcastically, or he's going to say John Cena. <laughs> the the popular person in the crowd, I would say Roman Reigns. 
want to be the butthole, I would say, <laughs> someone like Seth Rollins. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the crowd choice. And you're starting to feel why he is the WWE Man of the Year, Wrestler of the Year. John Cena. I knew it. He's the best people in this crowd. He has had great match after great match after great match this year alone. So Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Ziggler, Sami Zayn. You name it, he put on a great match. I even like the Rusev match, some of those. At least one of those. The WrestleMania one was really good. So, John Cena... If you measure on consistency, the impact that he brings to WWE this year alone, and you can see it, John Cena is your man. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, D-Wayne. <laughs> this is actually not really hated saying that, but it's the truth. I, I know. We could hear it in your voice. Um, Mr. Silly Sellis, who's your wrestler of the year, male wrestler? Um, I can go over it in two ways. I, it, to me, if you think about Roman Reigns, you can think about it was Roman Reigns versus the world. From the time that he won the Royal Rumble, from the time that we was teasing him, him being champion, and it was like a storyline, will he ever be champion? And this past Monday, he was champion. So it's like that was the biggest storyline that's going to continue in the next year that you could say he was wrestler of the year. Um, but my vote is going to be Seth Rollins. By him just being champion, the different matches he and, and situations that he had to do to be champion. Remember one time he was the U.S. and WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and that can't be unprecedented. I mean, that can't go unmarked or unnoticed. It was kind of unprecedented um, that he did that. It's unfortunately that he got hurt, because if he didn't get hurt, he would still be champion right now, in my opinion. So I think you definitely have to give it to Seth Rollins as the male wrestler of the year. Mr. Two James, your wrestler, male wrestler of the year. Hey, I think I'm gonna have to go with good old Seth Rollins too. I can't, I can't dispute it right now. So that's just what it's gonna have to be. Okay. Although, although I feel like there's somebody in New Japan that I'm forgetting. Who, like Okada or? Yeah, like Okada. I mean, those guys had good matches. One of the really great matches from New Japan that I don't know if a lot of people sleep on or what, but the the finals of the Super Junior Tournament, Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida. You want to see yeah. some people beat the tar out of each other. Watch that match. Really, really, really good. And Kushida ended up winning the uh, the Super Junior title. Um, or the, the tournament title. And then he went out, he got a title shot off that. And he ended up getting the Super Junior championship belt after that. Um, what a great match between those two. Yeah, or or even AJ Styles. Being being all over the place. Um, he's, held, he's held the New Japan, um, the New Japan title had this year. Um, you just competed for the ROH title on Friday night. Yes, sir. Yep. I, have, I need to see that match. I haven't seen it yet. I hope it was good because I know he's working hurt right now. Yep. I think that's I think that's well known to be, you know, the thing about it. And not to mention, too, like, he's, he's being rumored to say, like, you know, anybody that's willing to give him a check, he's willing to do work with. So it's good to somebody that's relevant all over the place is definitely somebody you want to consider as well. That's why they call it the wrestling mm -hmm. business. It's about drawing money. He is perfectly spot on. Um, I think he's wrestling Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom 10. That's going to be fun, yeah. too. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to make it an almost clean sweep. I'm going to give it to Seth Rollins for the same reasons I gave it to Nikki Bella. Just look at the, the body of work the guy put together, even before he won the title. That triple threat at the Rumble, 
Um, uh-huh. You know, a decent match with Randy Orton at Mania, followed by cashing in in the main event. You had the Fatal Four Way at Payback. Was that you guys saw that match, right? Wasn't it a four way at Payback in Baltimore? Yep, with all Shield members and Randy Orton. Was yeah, there. and then yep. you had um, you had his ladder match with Dean at Money in the Bank. That was very well done. The finish made me mad, but I think that was the point. You had him mm-hmm. against Cena at uh, SummerSlam. You had him put together a fine match with Sting. It's unfortunate, you know, what happened to Sting as a result of that match. Um, who did he work at the Cell pay-per-view? Why am I sleeping on that right now? Who did he work at the Cell? Oh, man. Because Taker was the main event with Brock. Um... Kane. Kane. Yeah, he worked Kane, and that and it ended up being like a yeah, halfway decent match, even though we weren't really into that feud. And then, of course, the injury. But what a great body of work for the year. Um, I mean, I think uh, Roman Reigns deserves an honorable mention, though, because you look at the reaction he got winning the Rumble in Philadelphia to come out to a cheer, uh, an ovation at winning the title in Philadelphia um, on Raw. Just mm-hmm. last week, I think that there's something to be said for Roman Reigns and how he's gotten over in, in spite of the creative and the, the script writing sometimes and what he's being maybe pushed to do, whereas he's not really being himself. But, you know, right? what what a great arc for Roman Reigns this year. Yeah, but, you know, he, he really got that that, uh, that ovation because of what he did in Triple H at TLC. And that's all to his credit because he did that very well. What he was asked to do that night, he did. Yeah, he did, and, I, and I, he did it very, very well. Let's drop the case. Everyone knows Don Cena is the wrestler here. <laughs> Come on, man. Something. Come on. <laughs> D Wayne's gonna be on the next Cena Monster Files. Hey, look, let's let's straight now. Even if Seth Rollins was WWE champion. The, the ratings were still plummet without Don Cena. Let's just say it. He is the WWE. <laughs> he is. As hard much as we hate that. to say it, as hard much as we hate to say it, I hate to say it. Because I think if, if wrestling was this, there's a lot of talent better about him. You know, like um, I said, he was able to go to ESPN and tell them, like, hey, guys, I'm about to take a break from wrestling for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, creative. I mean, you guys know, but I'm not going to let you just write me off from an injury. I'm just going to leave for a while, and I'll be back, when uh, I guess, whenever I'm ready. Speaking of, uh, exactly. of things that are, are tough to swallow, D-Wayne, your team is officially eliminated from the playoffs against the Jets last night. Um, what's it like to have your team be a lottery pick in the NFL draft? I'm well, you know. Since you want to talk about John Cena, I'm going to get back at you right now. Okay, so actually right now, me, me and Phyllis <laughs> in the same boat, so you're not the only right. Yeah, but he's, he's used to it. He's used to it. He's at Kaepernick for long enough that he knew what he was getting into this season. Exactly. No, no, no. They, they believed in him. But see, what happened with us is we had so many injuries that it was just, it was doomed from the start. I mean, we... I believe our backup quarterback situation, especially when Kyle Orton decided he wanted to retire and not come back, it was just iffy. I didn't want Matt Castle. No. And when I transferred Matt Castle for someone who's really a game manager with no arm whatsoever. Kellen Moore was decent not, last night. 
Kevin Moore decent. I won't be surprised if he gives him a win. But at this point, as a loyal Dallas Cowboys fan, as much as I would love to see my team win, I'd rather us take and get a top five receiver in this play in the draft. Yeah. Except y'all got to beat the Redskins in Week 17, but you didn't hear that. My wife is gonna kill me. Yeah. Um. Well. I- that would be great. Like I said, I would love to win. I said one more win. That would be the win. But even if we don't, we need a top wide receiver. It's proven that we need a wide receiver. It's not even a quarterback because I think we're going to probably going to draft a quarterback in the second round because I think Tony Romo is going to finish out his contract. So if we draft a quarterback in the, in, in the second round, that gives him about two years to, to sit behind him and develop. But besides that, we need a wide receiver. We have... We can't, we have nobody who can get off man-to-man besides this. And when he gets off man-to-man, there's somebody on top of him. So it, it's, it's just not looking good as far as, um, as far as a wide receiver. Now, word on the street is, um, Chip Kelly doesn't care about DeMarco no more, so DeMarco wants to come home. Oh, DeMarco's out of Philly after the year, that's no question. And so Bernard Street, he wants to come back home. So we'll see how that works out. You know, um, there's this there's this team that has no offensive line that's healthy right now. Starting tight end's been hurt. The number one wideout's been hurt. The starting running back's hurt. Their backup running back's hurt. And they're the top seed in the AFC. So um, let's, let's get off the excuse train here. Hey, let's train now. Hey, two chains. Your defense is just ab- abnormally good. Hey, Ron, you still have Tom Brady. Don't give me all that. Tom Brady can make anybody look good. That's right. Um, That's right. It's, it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch from 2004. It's going to be Panthers and Patriots. How'd that one work out the last time it happened, by the way? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, can I, I, I don't you. The team that I'm scared of right now, based on the way that they look, is the Seattle Seahawks. Watch out for them. Yeah, you're not wrong. The Seattle Seahawks look very. I'm still not sold on them. Seattle's not the Seattle, they can't win at Carolina or at uh, Arizona. I'm trying to tell you. They're peaking at the right time. Watch out for them. I'm trying to test you. They're not doing anything. Starting running back and the backup running back both out. Yeah, well. Yeah. They'll be back to earth today. Just watch. No, 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 no. They're going to blow out Cleveland. They don't say that. They're going to blow out Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. Oh, goodness. Um. We need we need to wrap this thing though before we get too excited because this has turned into a, a longer one. But it's good for the fans because it's like the only podcast we're gonna drop during Christmas week. Um, I Star Wars with you? It was tremendous. Go see it. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to be don't that guy. It. Don't spoil it for the fans because everybody's throwing out reviews and they're not putting spoilers, so we can't put spoilers it's either. Really, we can spoil really, it. Really yeah. good. No, no it's no. a good. All I can say is, just like A-Rod uh, said earlier, which I've been telling people too, if you have never watched India, it's a great standalone. If you watch the whole series so, so, uh, so far, the, thus far, it works. It fits in and it works. It makes sense. J.J. Abrams did his thing. He, I, I'm a big supporter of him. He has delivered again. There's no really good, spectacular acting jobs in the movie. Nonetheless, it's great cinematography. The visuals is great. The 3D isn't worth it. And I just be prepared to see Star Wars for the rest of your life because they're going to make so much money. Then mm-hmm. they're just going to keep making it and making it and making it. But other than that, 
This will be my second favorite Star Wars movie of all of them. Ooh. Episode 6 being number one. Wow, that's that's strong. That's that's high praise right there. Um, I guess to kind of sign off, let me ask you guys each one thing just kind of related to the holidays or whatever, and then we're going to sign off just to wrap this thing up. Uh, we'll go back to you first. Mr. Two Chains, what movies are you going to see over the holidays? Uh, you know me. Uh, I, I think a concussion is a no-brainer, but I'm definitely going to see was that? That was a good pun, by the way. I just wanted to give you props for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to do it. Um, so, concussion. What else? Uh, joy. Yeah, that looks good too. I always like. Uh, what's the director's name? Um, David o David Russell. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Um, are you you're not gonna go see Hateful Eight? Maybe not. Oh, Tarantino's my favorite. That's my. I'm going to see that on. Uh, we might go to New Year's Day to see that. I, I just haven't recovered. I really didn't like. Um, you didn't like Jane? Jamie Foxx movie. You didn't like Django? I did not like Django. Okay. So, um, I'm, I don't know. If I have time, I, I might try to squeeze it in, but uh, definitely Concussion, um, Joy, and maybe try to squeeze in one of those, and, uh, the Peanuts or uh, Alvin and Chickmoss, which I haven't seen. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Mr. D. Wayne, is your son in the car with you right now? No. Okay, now that he's not in the car, um, what's your favorite thing that he's getting for Christmas? Uh, his first big boy bed. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. This is a regular bed. It has a little storage. Um, we get him a race car because, I mean, again, he only gonna have it for so many years. Mm -hmm. I have a race car bed. But... In his first big boy bed, he eat a wild sleeper, so hopefully he'll love it. Um, yeah. That's awesome, and his son just turned three folks, so he's he's getting to be a big boy already, so he needs that big boy bed. Mr. Silly Sellis. Yes, sir. Where are you driving at during the holidays? Cause I know you guys got family all over the place, and um, any hints or spoilers on what you got your wife for Christmas? I can't give no hints or spoilers because the mother-in-law is right downstairs in Studio B of the Silly Silly Family <laughs> household. So, uh, but, uh, I wouldn't awesome. go anywhere. I'm going to pretty much stay local. This will be me and my wife's first Christmas together, so That's um, why definitely I definitely want to yeah. look forward to that. So definitely going to stay close in this time, but it should be fun. I, I plan to go see Concussion as well with the family uh, as well, too, James. So it's definitely a campness for me being football fans and uh, a health physical educator. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, all right, I have my A-Rod question. Oh boy. Okay. Well, you know, we all had a reason in November to grow it. A lot of us was forced to cut it in December. Oh What no. is your aspiration date on the beard? Oh man, I'm, I didn't tell you about this yet. I'm gonna turn on my camera on the Google Hangout so you can see me real quick, cause I got it oh, trimmed. Okay. It's still there, but man, I, I done got it trimmed. Hold on. Can you see me now? Uh, <laughs> I got it trimmed. Um, it was getting to the point, man, where if it wasn't itchy, it was all froed out on the sides. And like, I kind of looked like a, a little bit scumbaggish. And so I asked, I asked my uh, girl that cuts my hair to go ahead and trim it up for me now. I don't anticipate doing much to it except maybe keeping the sides in check up to WrestleMania because I have aspirations to um, wear a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora to WrestleMania. 
So that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, I also wanted to look on point for the holidays. But wait till you get my Christmas card in the mail because we took a picture in front of the Statue of Liberty and the beard looks enormous. It's like half the picture. Nice. Yeah. So no, that's where the that's where the beard went. So, uh oh, who's in space again? Dwayne. So, uh, what do you get the wife for Christmas? You know, we don't really exchange Christmas presents. We uh we like to go on planned trips and stuff because we just got back from New York. Good man. And we're going to WrestleMania. We just bought NXT tickets to kind of round out our weekend. But um, we got married on the 28th of December, and this will be our four-year anniversary coming up. So we always do something fun for that. Um, so, yeah, we don't really ever really exchange gifts too much. We just kind of have have plans for trips, and we'll celebrate the anniversary and stuff like that. So that's what we're doing. We got things we need to save up money for around the house, too. Yeah. Happy anniversary to you guys in advance. Well, thank Happy you. anniversary. Oh, thank you. Oh, I like Dwayne singing. I like it. Well, I think we'll probably oh, get absolutely. we'll probably get one more episode in, hopefully before 2015 fans, because we're gonna be um, we have a raw coming up on my anniversary. I, I doubt I'll watch it live that night, but maybe we can get one in before New Year's. I have a suggestion for next episode. What's that? Predictions? Yeah, 2016 predictions. I love it. Let's do it. I love it. Predictions and resolutions. I love it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, resolutions. Um, <laughs> well, guys, I got to sign off because they're about to kick off in Foxborough, Massachusetts right now. Um, yep. But, uh, fans, I hope you enjoyed our our better version of the Slammies because Lord knows it'll be better than what they put on tomorrow night on Raw. But, um for the crew and for the absent Dr. M, we're wishing everybody a very happy holiday season. Merry Christmas or Merry whatever holiday it is you choose to celebrate or abstain from. Be safe, be well. We'll try and catch you guys one more time before the new year, and if not, definitely immediately after the new year. But um, Let the force be with you. Let the force be with you always. Um, this is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Check out the new Tumblr page, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup. I'm not going to play the outro music this week because it's not up to date with the Tumblr thing, so I'm plugging all that now. Uh, Facebook.com slash BigGoldBelt. Um, but yeah, look forward to big things popping on 2016, including a lot of live reporting in Dallas next April. We're very, very excited about that. So, yes, yes, um, yes. yes. So, uh, for the rest of the crew, this is Aaron with uh, D Wayne, with Two Chains, with Mr. Silly Sellis, with Dr. M in spirit. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. Yeah.